morning, Roxy Soxy. Good morning, Tam Tam. How are you, my dear? It's actually the morning. We're shooting this in the morning today. I know. We're actually Just like, yeah, we actually like have changed our little routine today because we usually shoot at night, even though I we know, say it's the morning. Do. And so you now you can see me because I have a light box <laughs> on me. <laughs> I love it. I was missing that gorgeous oh, face of yours. Thank you. Thank you. And I actually got my hair did. Um, I was actually freaking out because I think my hair is falling out. Why is it? Cu- I don't know. I think out? it's falling out. Why? Well, it's weird because I don't look when I say falling out, it's not like falling out in clumps where like, you know, I have bowl patches, mm. but I look at when I left Los Angeles to now and I have like a quarter, I feel like I have half the hair oh, and it's wow. not like it's breaking off from color or anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's, I don't know if it's from stress. I don't know. If, I don't know what it's from. And then of course I MD everything. And I'm like, what disease <laughs> do I have today? So I'm like, I have this disease. So I'm like freaking out about it. See, I think I personally think it is stress related for you because you also had that rash. And I think that also was like a big, like infl- your body is like inflamed after all the like COVID stuff right. and traveling and like, you know, although I do think that rash, which everyone on my Instagram was diagnosing for me. <laughs> oh yes. The I, internet doctors. I know. I was, there was thousands of people like, I think it's this. And I'm like, okay. Um, I actually think it was bed bugs, which is do so disgusting. Really? She almost like, don't say it's bed bugs. And I was like, you know what? I just have to be honest about it. People deal with this stuff, you know? And that's why yeah. I hope people listen to this podcast because I'm sure people have had a situation like this, hopefully, (laughs) but I thought it was maybe a rash or maybe shingles from stress or maybe something else. And then, um, the bites have come back. (gasps) Wait, so in the same place? No, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. So like I have, so about a month ago I had one bite on my hand Mm -hmm. or one like dot on my hand. I was like, it was like itchy. itchy." Yeah. It was itchy. So I thought, okay, that's maybe a mosquito or a chigger, which they have in Texas. I was like, I don't know exactly what that is. And then I had more on my legs. And then I had that massive one on my stomach. Like, it's almost like I got bitten 150 times in the one spot. And then obviously I think my body, like you said, was stressed and inflamed. Mm -hmm. And so it had like some kind of reaction, but then it went away completely because I washed everything and we're in an Airbnb. We've been here for two months. I washed everything. I put two sheets on. So I'm like sandwiched between two (laughs) sheets. Like it's, I'm not actually anywhere near the mattress. But then Sean moved the sheet into Phoenix's room the other day and I was actually sleeping on the mattress. And then I got two more bites near my knee. Oh no. And are they itchy too? It's the same feeling. And Phoenix has two. (gasps) So I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're wrong with your diagnosis. (laughs) My MD says, um, yeah, (laughs) but you know what though? So if she's getting, cause she didn't get them before, right? No, she didn't get them before. So maybe it is bed bugs, but then don't you have to like completely Ugh. take every piece of I furniture, know, I like know, I know. clean every furniture, clean like every sheet, every clothing? Yes. Like- and the problem is I don't give a fuck right now. So I'm just like, <laughs> just bite me. <laughs> like what? I just don't care. I've like given up on all hope for, cause I broke my toe as well. I think I told you that. Yes. So I've just given up life. Like, I just don't even care if I'm going to be bitten. I'm like, come on, fucking bring it on. Like I don't care anymore. <laughs> I mean, you just need to like cut your losses now, not get no. injured anymore, not have any more. Cause I think like between the COVID and like the, you know, all these things, it's just a lot. Wait, by the way, how is Sean doing right now? 
Um, it's interesting with, look, I, I, we're just so grateful that he's okay. And he's one of the good statistics because, you know, you do hear all the time. Well, and even Sean said this to me, he was like, well, 98 or 99% of people, they're fine. So, you know, I'm glad that we're one of those people, but Mm -hmm. what we don't talk about is the long-term effects. And I think Mm. that those statistics are going to be much higher. I would even say they're like 40% of people. And this is again, me saying it, not obviously this, this is not real statistics, but Mm. I think that there's about 40% of people who've had COVID who have Mm. long-term effects. And Sean is like, really like his legs are in so much pain. He now has memory problems. So like, Mm. he can't remember if he says like, Hey, go get a glass. He'll forget the word glass, which is like what happens with us and, um, you know, mom brain is kind of that feeling. So he's having like short-term memory loss. Uh, he has, uh, obviously pain in his legs. He's exhausted. And this is a month over a month since he got diagnosed. So people don't talk. I mean, they are talking about it, but people Mm. aren't talking in the the media about it, you know, and saying like, Oh, if you get COVID, there's a high chance that you can have continued issues. Yeah. So this is definitely not any selective memory, correct? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure he's now going to use that um, against me. Yeah. (laughs) No, but that is scary because I've heard these like long haulers. I mean, Mm -hmm. it can go on for months and months and months possibly. I mean, because this is such a new disease that like, Mm -hmm. who knows, could be years. I mean, no one knows. Right. So it's just kind of like taking it day by day, but it's interesting that like, you know, the inflammation seems to be still present. inflammation. Yeah. And Cause I think that's key. what it is. It's this inflammation virus. And so you don't know mm-hmm. at, you don't know how your body's going to react with something at this scope of inflammation. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause Sean has a friend and he hasn't been able to taste for six and a half months. And the, and the guy's like 26 years old, you know, he's oh, a young wow. guy, no pre-existing condition. I mean, that to me is a reason I never leave my house because <laughs> I do not want to lose my taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's really scary. That's the thing, you know, as we were saying before, like, you don't know how this disease is going to hit you. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be a mild case, if it's going to be a severe case, like, and you just, you just don't know. So I think that's what what also makes it scary, you know, for a lot of people. And I totally get like why people don't want to leave their house. You know, I get why people don't want to leave their house. And I also understand, even though it's hard for me to wrap my head around it, but I do understand Mm -hmm. why people are getting this COVID fatigue. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, you know, even the other day I thought like, Oh, I'm just walking around in a park. I won't need my mask. But I'm like, you know what? Let's just wear a mask. It's the right thing to do. You know, we don't know exactly Um, really what can happen when it comes to like, if I accidentally sneezed or coughed and it could hurt somebody else, I don't know. Um, but you do get this exhaustion from it and you crave this normal life. And I'm starting to, it's a year coming up, a year COVID anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to like, get really sad looking at old pictures and like seeing things like I watched the great uh, bake off show and and they had 2019 they were shooting and I they had this big crowd at the end of the episode and they're all hugging each other and dancing. And it's almost like this sad nostalgia about what life used to be like, you know, well, it's like we've I become think, there. Yes. And I think too, that it's really going to change the way that people interact with people. Maybe, I don't know if it's forever, but like, at least even when things do get back to normal, I think people are going to be second guessing, like, 
oh my gosh, is this restaurant clean? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, is my kid's school clean? Or being in a group of people, is anyone sick here? Like it's going to make you have all these thoughts. And I think people, people's behaviors will actually change. You know, because you were so OCD before the yes. pandemic. <laughs> you Girl. used to like literally spray me down. I remember I had a cough, which I literally was not contagious at that point, but I had a cough for like three weeks because coughs last so long. And you were spraying me as I walked into that place. You remember yes. we did that Heather Brooker interview? Yes. We were like, I'm not sitting next to that girl. And I was muting every time I was coughing. And you just looked at me like I was like death. Yes. Oh my God. No. And to be clear, I would, yes, Heather, I wanted to sit next to you. I didn't want to sit next to Tammy because she was sick. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She definitely didn't want to sit next to me. Yeah. Um, no, I definitely. So I don't know how you're going to be with all your cleanliness. It's freaking me out, Tam. And I'm already so bad about like the hand, we go through hand sanitizer in this house, like, like every freaking day, you know, like know. bottles and bottles and bottles of it. But it just, it really has like changed my, um, you know, it it has made it worse because you just, again, you're like second guessing, like, is this clean? Is that clean? Like, mm-hmm. can I touch this? Can I touch that? I mean, I do regularly go around with like, you know, David is clean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, are you clean? I like, you're like, him. David, I don't think you're clean. I'm sorry. I'm not up for it tonight. And he's like, but I'm clean. I swear. I took a shower. And you're like, no, no, no. Well, it's so he's never bad. getting laid. Never, never. Because I'm like, wait, are you clean? But it's so yeah. bad every time he comes in the house. Like, poor my daughter has gotten now so accustomed to me asking him if he's washed his hands that she yeah. does it to him too. She's like, Daddy, did you wash your hands? Like, so he hears it twice every time he comes. You know, he's like, I've washed my whole body. It's okay yes. in hand in he's sanitizer. Like, <laughs> he's like, help, you know. Uh, but yeah, I know it's totally like I think it's gonna change the way that people think about yeah. like. Clueless. And as you know, too, our school is reopening. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on like the opening of school and like, should kids yeah, look, be going I, back? Yeah. Or? yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, it's hard to say this because you can get, people can m- mix your words up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think that schools, the way that they are putting all the protocols in place are actually a dirty Right. I think that they're probably some of the cleanest places to go. Mm-hmm. There's a few things I don't understand. One is the younger kids <laughs> because they put the younger kids in first. And I understand probably because they, they need the most help. But I remember when my kid was at school, when Phoenix was at school, when she was little, I was sick all the time. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, those kids have got their fingers up their noses and they're eating each other's boogers and they're snotting yeah. on each other. I don't understand how they're not getting sick. That's mm-hmm. one thing I don't understand. The reason I think that we're having issues with schools reopening is because I think that the parents are doing things behind the school's doors and not staying in certain pods and seeing too many people. And I think that's what's happening and why the cases continue to go up and why schools then have to shut down. I mean, I might be wrong, but it seems like schools are a clean place to be. And I think that we need to figure out a way to open schools because it's really detrimental on our kids' education and their mental health. But see, I'm not in California and we aren't going back yet, but I wouldn't be comfortable yet putting Phoenix in school. Okay. So you, you're kind of like, you still wouldn't do it even if you could. No. See, I, this is where my, my whole thing is because I feel like, you know, for a while, like towards the end of, you know, last year, like 
my daughter was fine. Like she, you know, we were doing the homeschool thing, Mm -hmm. zoom, like, and even at the beginning of like, I'd say the fall of this year, you know, things were okay. But recently I'd say in the last one to two months, she's just been more sad about not being with her friends and Mm -hmm. not being in school. You know, and I asked her, I straight up asked her because I wanted to make sure first Mm -hmm. that it would be okay with her. Mm -hmm. I asked her to go, do you want to go back to school? And she just resoundingly said, yes, mommy, like, you know, I want to be back and I want to do that. So for me, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm trying to balance like it's a risk. Yeah. Mental, it's a risk, risk management, mm-hmm. risk management with like mental health, because, you know, at this age too, the ages of like six and seven, so much of it is socialization, mm-hmm. you know, and being around other kids and learning how to interact and conflict resolve. And it's like through the zoom, they're not getting that, you know, it's like, it's yeah. different, you know, you're not like, in room playing with toys and somebody takes a toy and then you have to figure out what, you know, it's like all those kind of situations that they're missing out on. So Mm -hmm. I think for us, that's why we're going to do it and we're going to send her back to school and see how it goes. I mean, we, you know, we always have the option to, you know, Mm -hmm. pull her back again or, Mm -hmm. and hopefully there won't be any breakouts. I'm just hoping that people, you know, stay within their pods and like, Mm -hmm. you know, are safe outside of school. Yeah. You know? I do think that it's much harder for the kids who are single kids. And I know our school, like all my friends, kids have, all my friends have one child. Mm -hmm. Most of them. Yeah. All your friends, pretty much, right? Pretty much all my friends. (laughs) They're like, I've done this once and I'm done. I don't need to do this again. I I, I got it. Um, You know, Phoenix and Lennon are five years different, but they play all the time. I mean, they're like doing sensory boxes this morning and they were doing rock, like, like rock hunting and they watch TV together. And I'm sure that their relationship will be really close because of this. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like even though she's younger, she is getting like a friend in a way, you know, that isn't an adult. Um, But yeah, I've noticed that Phoenix is getting more aggressive, Mm -hmm. um, probably because of too much uh, being too much technology and technology Mm -hmm. at some point is not good for your dopamine levels. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she's constantly feeling like she has to be switched on and it's not, the screen is not that healthy for you. So I feel like, yeah, she is having some issues and, um, and I just don't know what to do because I don't know if leaving where we are in Austin right now, when we're all set up and happy Mm -hmm. and going back just for school. And then what if school shuts down in two weeks and then we're kind of like, up in the air and it, you know our intention wasn't to be roadies <laughs> this whole time <laughs> but i feel less stressed here than i do in california you do you feel mm-hmm. less stressed in texas definitely just like day-to-day living wise like day-to-day just- living my anxiety yeah. has gone down astronomically my mm-hmm. my work when it comes to acting has gone up because mm-hmm. i'm not so you know being in a place is constantly about this business and Hollywood and being the best and being the most successful and having the most money. Like, I don't feel that pressure. And there is something about California, which is amazing. It's like the dreamers move there and I love it, but there is like a pretense that like, not with my friends there, I've met Mm -hmm. some amazing people, but there's like a pretentious thing there. It's kind of like, well, what do you do? And like, you know, where, where do your kids go to school and what car Mm -hmm. do you drive? And like, I haven't thought about the car I've driven once since I've left LA. See, there's, there's something really not nice even one that. time. Yeah. And like, I didn't even feel because we have this amazing Chrysler. I told you like that, mm-hmm. um, the minivan <laughs> and we love it so much. And it's got like the TVs in the back and, you know, and I, I'm so proud of that car and uh-huh. it's got all these amazing features. And the thing is, 
in California, it's kind of like, you know, well, you have to have the Bentley or you have to have, you know, the, the Range Rover. And like, I'm just proud of what we have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is something a little more like you're more at ease there almost, you know, it's like, it's not so like status this, like, you know, and I mean, I do, I do see that. I do see that, but man, it is hard to leave California because it is so pretty and there is the beach and like, there is Mm -hmm. like the desert and the mountains and all that stuff. It's hard. It's hard. And you know, Texas is my home state also. So I see, I mean, I miss the people in Texas because there is something so, so genuine. I mean, there's like a small town feel, even though it's kind of in a big city, it just feels like, you know, we walked yesterday and everyone came out and said, hi. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. People have time for you there. They have. That's so, that's so true. They have time for you. They have time for you. And they, you know, are genuinely like curious about how your day is going. And when they Mm -hmm, ask, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, they mean it, you know? Whereas here, it's like so much of it is like me, 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 me. Like, what am I doing? What do I need to do to get further and this and this and that? So I am. Yeah. I mean, I can see the value in, in staying in Texas, too. Are you guys like kind of have you made a decision? Or no, you- I mean, I never thought I'd leave California. I thought it would be Australia if I did. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be California or Australia. Okay. Um, I didn't even think there was another option. I think it's just because I moved out there when I was 22 years old and I just thought this is where Hollywood is, you know, mm-hmm. now Hollywood is everywhere. You know, you can put yourself on tape and send in an audition. Everything is self-taped. It's not like you're, I, I had three meetings last week all on Zoom. So it's like, I didn't have to be in California, but the minute I would have to be there for my career and for mm-hmm. Sean's career, then we would absolutely move back. It just doesn't feel like it's necessary right now. And look, I, I, I do love California, but I, there's something about me Mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, because I was bullied so much as a kid, I don't like to feel like I'm always putting up my hand being like, hey, I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. look at me. I'm here too, you know? Right. And I feel a little bit in California, as much as it's beautiful, I feel like I'm always like, oh, I'm at the party. Like, I- I- I've worked before, you know, like, you know, I, I-, I can act. It just, it's, uh, you're not in this business, so maybe it's different, but those parties to me are just, I don't love them. You know, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that is part of the game. You know, you have to, when you're out here, like, you know, going to these events and like getting your face out there. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that is a whole thing in and of itself, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, I see, I mean, I get it. I get why. To what mental detriment. Yes. Yeah. But it's also not. It's also nice to, I think, take yourself out of things too, because then people miss you in a way, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, when you go away, like there's something to kind of like miss. So maybe mm-hmm. that even works out and helps in the long run, you know? And I find it hard. You know, I definitely have, I probably have six amazing friends in my life. Mm-hmm. Six friends that like, you know, I always have my glass of wine on Friday. And if you get a call from me, you're one of my friends. <laughs> oh, um, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I call like six of them, right? And they all don't pick up. So it's so fucking annoying. Um, I even called Jane the other day and she was like, Did she you didn't pick, pick up? up. No, she didn't. And I'm like, that's why I'm never calling you again. Um, there's about six people, two are in Australia, one's in New York, one's in San Francisco, and I have a couple in, you know, LA. And that's really it. Like, mm. I didn't feel like in California that I had all these friends. I didn't really feel like I fit in. And maybe that's my own problem. Maybe that's because I 
felt lesser than. And so I didn't want to go out and meet people or mm. I don't know what it was, but I don't think I had the friendship group that someone of 15 years in a certain place would have. Yeah, I could see that. Plus when you moved out there, it was like more a work thing, like more for work mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, trying to forge those relationships probably is a little bit trickier. I mean, I think for me, because I came out there to came out here, I should say to go to college it was easier because there was no like pretense there in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like just a bunch of 18 year olds, you know, <laughs> like getting, you know, getting together, you know, making friendships and going to school. So I think it was maybe a little different in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, it's true. But L.A. in general is a hard place to be friends with people. I mean, it's very everyone. It's very clicky and people keep mm -hmm. to themselves. And like, you know, so I get it. I mean, it's a it's tricky. It's a hard place. So we don't know exactly what we're doing. It's, you know, I, I, if we had done this in any other time period, I'd be mm -hmm. like, guys, get your shit together. Mm -hmm. But I'm loving the fact that we don't really have any decisions because the world is changing so fast. You know, like someone said, well, would you go back to Australia? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this lasts for a couple more years. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, if this is over tomorrow, would we go back to California? Maybe if I got a job at Warner Brothers, would I go back to California? Maybe mm -hmm. the world is changing so fast and it's so different right now that I think being able to use this as like an adventure really. And, yeah. you know, and just kind of seeing, I do know that we are less stressed here and I do know that our relationship is good and the kids relationship with us is, is better mm -hmm. because it, the stress has gone down. Speaking of adventures, uh, California opened up this weekend and I, I had to adventure out. <laughs> oh, you haven't got, that's why I was like, what are you doing on the weekend then? Yeah. Cause I'm like, sometimes I want to do podcasts on the weekend, but only if LA shut down. <laughs> right now it's back open. So we can't do it. You can't do it on the weekends. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because, um, it just opened up this past weekend. So we'll see how it goes. I think the weather was kind of bad this weekend. So mm -hmm. probably a lot of people didn't go out, but I don't know. I'm still trying to like test it out and see if I want to do it. Cause it's just outdoor dining 50%. Right capacity. And then I think hair salons and like personal services are open. Yeah. I'm just confused why I, I guess we have to open up because of small businesses. I think that's mm -hmm. the whole point, but mm -hmm. why are we opening up when we shut down when things were uh, like a 10th of what they are now <laughs> we're opening up when then, when we sh were shut down, when it wasn't even bad at all. Yeah, I think, okay, this is my theory. I don't know if it's true, um, but I was just thinking, I'm wondering if the shutdown that happened, particularly in California and Los Angeles, mm -hmm. when we shut down, so it took away, you know, all the outside dining and like places to kind of go kind of sit outside. So what I'm wondering is with the spike, did it happen because people would then congregate inside each other's houses? Like, you know, where it's like a little more unsafe as far as just like germs go and like spreading, you know, mm -hmm. virus. So they were going to each other's houses in groups versus like maybe sitting outside where it could have been maybe a little less risky. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm still trying to figure out like, because I think California is one of the few States that actually sh did like a full shutdown again um, mm -hmm. versus like where you are in Texas. I don't think they ever shut down here. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think the capacity is maybe a little more restricted, but I don't think it's, a, yeah, they haven't shut down. They're on know? stage five and it's the restaurants are packed. 
And what are the numbers there? Are they similar to I think they're like 600 a day. Okay. So the 600 a day, and I think Austin, don't quote me on it, but I think Austin is four times less than California. So you guys should not be having the numbers you're having. You're having like 10 times the numbers that we're having. So that's what I'm wondering. That's why I wonder if the, the shutdown that just recently happened just kind of made people go inside houses. I think too, the holiday travel, you know, mm-hmm. added to some of it. Cause I know a lot of people traveled over the holidays. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Well, talking about what you do in quarantine, um, can you run me past what clubhouse is? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's everyone's good. inviting me, which made me feel so good. Cause now I know that you only get like one or two invitations, but I was like, why are people inviting me to this stupid thing called clubhouse? I don't go to clubbing. <laughs> well, um, New thing. You, know, you can treat it as your new club because okay, okay. you go onto the thing and I li- just am like figuring it out kind of too. Like mm-hmm. I'm new on it as well, which of course I like invited you like right away. I was like, Kevin, you need to get on this. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful that who's your other person that you invited? It was you, Tracy, just you and Tracy and Sasha, my friend, Sasha. Did you get three invites? Yeah. I only got two. <laughs> Girl, you need to get on there then and get your invites up. Oh, so if someone joins on that you request, you get more invites. Yes. So if they join back, exactly, then you get more invites. And then if it's like, you know, good connected people, like that's even better. So I think like it's it's just like a big sort of like networking pod. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. really kind of cool because like you jump in and out of these panels. So like for example, last night I went on a pa- panel that Jordan Sparks like was doing, talking about like some new music that she had coming out. And it was mm-hmm. like only 15 people. So That's people so were like great. asking her questions. Yeah. So, cause it's still a relatively small group in general who's on it mm-hmm. because it's still kind of in the beta stage. Mm-hmm. So we're technically early adapters at this point. So mm-hmm. it's like, you really get access to some of these like really great people are who are on it. Like it's like a lot of VC people like Ashton Kutcher's on it. Mm-hmm. Alexis Ohanian, who is Serena Williams husband who founded Reddit. Like, mm-hmm. so you get access to like all these great people. Plus within your own network, you know, you're networking. I can only imagine that it helps business, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot, but do people make any money from it? Like, is can't. there any, is there any monetary a gain for people. So there is like a monetize. I was just actually looking at a panel. It was like how to monetize. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's like mm-hmm. how to monetize, um, you know, clubhouse. And I think once you get like a certain number of people in your, uh, you know, for your audience, that that definitely is a possibility. And it also directs people back to your social media because you put your like Instagram handle on gotcha. there, your Twitter handle. So it's good to like kind of keep it all going. In fact, we should do like a live podcast for one of How them. do you get your own room? You just can, anyone can start a room? Yeah. Anyone can start a room. This sounds very sexy. I know. <laughs> well, some, oh God, some get a room. Anyone can get a room. There's some sexy stuff in there? Yeah. No, there are some late night conversations that go on mm. that are like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And some of them have like rules. Like you have to agree to the rules before... You go into these rooms. And there's no video, only audio. Only audio. So it's kind of perfect because you don't have to get ready. It was interesting because my husband was, my husband was talking to me and I was listening to a conversation about money yesterday, Uh um, about like growing wealth. And he like walked in. I was like, shh, they can hear you. 
because I didn't even know if like, can they hear what we're talking about? Like, I didn't know if you enter and you're on mute. Like, it's it's actually not a confusing platform. Like you said that you wouldn't walk me through it. And I, mm. the only thing that's confusing is like, how do I find, I mean, they kind of match you with things that they think you like, yeah. but I sometimes want to find things that mm. I think I yes. want. And then also why do people follow you? Cause it says like, there's, you've got this many people who are like, who it's kind of like Instagram, right? Yeah. Who are your followers and who, who you follow. Is it like Facebook? Like you're following friends and family or you can get like a follow you, list of like millions. Yes. You can get like a follow list of millions and the more people you follow that actually helps you because you are then open to their circles and their topics. So let's say you wanted to learn more about, I don't know, beauty, let's just say. Mm -hmm. So you would go to like a big beauty influencer, follow a beauty influencer, and then you'd be open up to their topics and like their circles and their panels. And so it all works out. Like you sort of put yourself in like the genre that you want, like around right. like the people you want. So it's good to like follow people that you are interested in. So if you and I started a room, wake yes. you wow, yeah, that's um, like if you and I started a room, then people just decide to join. Yeah. Well, you can make a closed room if you want, or you can keep it open. So you can. What would we talk about, Roxy? <laughs> oh my God, we should do like a podcast. We amazing. What should we talk about? <laughs> we can talk about anything, everything. <laughs> we should talk about your sex life. Are you yeah. having sex, Roxy? <laughs> um. When's the no. last time you had sex for reals? Oh my God, the last time. It's been a minute. Roxy, no, yeah. that is not good. That's I know not it's good. not good, but I feel it's not like good. It's been four weeks for me because my husband had COVID. Oh, so you guys have not yet? No, we did because you, you know, because <gasps> me. <laughs> yeah, I know. How did you? How? Tell me everything. <laughs> um, well, he's had COVID for over. A, well, he hasn't, but he's he was sick a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um. So we did like a month after. He had COVID. How no, was it like safe. the first time going back? Oh my like, gosh. I, this is so, I don't even know if I'm going to have to cut this out. This is so unsexy. I cried the whole time. which is <laughs> so not sexy. Cause the whole time I was just kept saying like, I just thought you were going to die and I love you so much. And I'm like, the poor guy is like, um, this is not attractive at all. The whole time I was crying. So um, that, and I even said the other day, I was like, it probably wasn't the best experience for us because it was kind of emotional. But I did like, there was moments where I thought I was going to lose him. So just yeah. even sex to me is like intimacy and being with someone you love. And I know it's different for different people, but for uh -huh. me, having that experience was really emotional for me because I was like I can't believe like you're here yeah like actually here you know had you had some wine before I don't think so oh <laughs> no I think I did which I don't actually like to have sex after drinking I know you people don't? think it's great it's actually so I don't I think that you lose a lot of sensation your own feeling yeah I, yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. way prefer after exercising than I would with alcohol People After, think people think that they drink and they feel um, less inhibited. So I right. get that. So maybe it helps you mentally, right? But physically, it dulls your dulls everything. But wait, why after exercise? Exercise increases blood flow uh -huh. and it increases like um, like you're more sensitive to things. So if you exercise and go home and shower and uh, have sex, it's 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 incredible. Or not? I mean, you don't have to shower. Or right? not, Roxy? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you having sex? That's um, that's something else you need to figure out. Yes, I know. You know what? I think it's like, again, like just after like sort of the turn of the new year, 
Mm-hmm. My husband started getting really stressed again with work stuff because it's starting to pick up again. So it's like he sort of had that like nice little, um, you know, rest period like during the holidays. But then now he see when he gets stressed, he gets like not into sex at all. Like he's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. frazzled, yeah. like all this. I stuff. think that's most men. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think like he just. I don't know. And it just hasn't felt again, like because we're in the same sort of Groundhog Day quarantine situation, it just has not felt sexy to me. I just it's hard for me to feel like, you know, when we're running around wearing sweats and like not, you know, like no makeup and like it just doesn't feel like and there's no distance between us, too. (laughs) You're like, why do I want you on top of me when you're literally (laughs) on top of me all the time? time so it's like there's no like absence makes the heart grow fonder you know it's like at least when he's at work like during the day and then I'm working like it's like we have something to come back to you know that's true see I don't I realized that I I started my therapies remember my oh yeah how did the CVS therapy go (laughs) I think it was worse the second time I think it went down to like a you know super eight uh, (laughs) kind of therapy um, but I'm, at least I'm doing something. And I think what therapy does for me is just to make me aware. I think that the only way to change is to be aware of your issues. Cause a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of things are subconscious. Like for example, I didn't even know this, but I don't, I talked about eating disorders recently on my Instagram and I don't, I haven't had an eating disorder for a long time. Right. right. Well, also I thought, I think we all have distorted eating. I think right. we all have distorted. Well, that's not true. I am blanketed statement. I think a lot of women have distorted eating. Mm-hmm. Um, disordered eating, but I didn't right? realize that every time I eat, yeah. I get anxious. Disordered eating, yeah. I think we all have disordered eating, disordered yeah. Eating. Um, but I, I think every time I eat, I get anxious, and I oh. didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't think. Oh, I just ate. That's why I'm anxious. Okay. I just felt anxious, right? Uh-huh. And now because I'm in therapy, I'm like when I feel anxious, I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's a subconscious mind that's going on that's saying something, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to sit with myself and go, oh, I didn't even know that I would get anxious after eating. But the reason I get anxious after eating is because I had an eating disorder a long time ago. And it's still, it's still in my um, psyche kind of. Yeah. It's in my psyche and it's in my neurotransmitters and it's still, it's still there. It's, it's dead. Like meaning it's, it's dormant, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure all that stuff can come up again. Yeah. And I didn't even know that consciously or like I, you know, when I eat, it's probably subconscious. I'm like, oh, did I eat something that's good for me? Is it healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to make me feel good? Is it going to make me feel tired? Am I going to feel weird when I eat it? Am I going to have an allergy? Am I going to, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are probably going on subconsciously with my neurotransmitters going from A to B, but mm-hmm. I didn't even know. And so you go to therapy and go, oh, So you think that you were still having maybe, do you think you were still having like kind of like issues as far as like actually not eating things and all that? No, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as easy as saying I eat and I'm anxious because I don't want to get overweight. Yeah. That's not the problem. I think it's just my body is, my, my brain is so used to thinking food could be the enemy or food could make me feel a certain way that isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a dormant thing that was in me from 20 years ago, just like stuff with you. I'm sure there's a mm-hmm. vulnerability thing that you have right. and it's dormant. So when you get anxious or stressed or angry, angry is not a primary emotion. Anger comes from hurt or pain. Mm-hmm. So when you get angry at David, mm-hmm. that is something you need to be aware of and go, why am I angry right now? 
Oh, because I don't like to be vulnerable. But but you're angry because he he's making you feel a certain way, which is right. pain, right? Or hurt right. or something, right? And I don't feel protected. You know, it's like yeah. you, don't you don't feel, feel safe. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, Doctor Tamman, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people don't want to, and this is what that that doctor was saying. So many yeah. people just go, "Oh, fuck it!" Like I can just live my life like this, and you can for a certain amount of time until mm-hmm. the rubber meets the road, and until. All the things, like if you go through a bad period or if I go through a bad period, all that stuff gets so much worse mm-hmm. because you haven't dealt with it when you weren't going through a bad period. Okay. So I might need this CVS um, therapist person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so not a selling point. Like, uh, she, by the way, guys, she's not a CVS person. It's just an app that helps you do therapy, which is easy. I think it's 200 bucks a month, which is uh-huh. actually pretty good. It's no insurance. 200 bucks a month. So it's 50 bucks each a session, which is expensive, but it's not expensive when it, you know, therapists in California, like $250 a session. Right. So how long are the sessions? Like an hour? An hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's actually pretty good. You know, 50 bucks a session is good. And they do don't take insurance. You said, um, I think you can submit it to insurance. Okay. Okay. But you know, every time I've gone to a therapist through insurance, it's like, waste of my time. Yes. Yeah. Cause then they're like, yeah, we're not going to cover it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not even that they don't, even the people who do cover it, the mm. therapists aren't that good. I feel. Oh yeah. Cause you have to go to like the certain therapists that are covered only like a then, couple. Yeah. 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 That's such a pain. Yeah. That's a major pain, but nonetheless, it's always good to talk about. Right. It's always good to talk about. I, I don't know. I think therapy is the only way to like learn about yourself and then right. be a better human being. Yeah, it's true. You have to. And I mean, you have to, the more you talk about it, I would imagine that the, I mean, it can only help, you know, the more you get it out, it's cathartic, you know, because what you don't want to do is get it out on other people. Yes. Which is because when you get it out on other people, those, those scars can get deeper and those people can sometimes never forgive you and you can ruin relationships. I know I've been close to ruining relationships because of my own shit. Yeah, you think? Yeah, like, you know, at some point when I get really stressed or mm. maybe a couple of years ago when we had Lennon, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I wasn't nice to my husband because I was overwhelmed with postpartum. And it's, it's you know, there's this narrative that we say for women, well, you're in postpartum, you, should, you, can, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think the narrative should be like, let's get you help. Let's get you your body feeling better. Let's get mm-hmm. you support so you're not screaming at people. Yeah. I that think should that, be the narrative. <laughs> yeah, that's true because there's no real, there's no real system for that. Even now, no, no. you know, I mean, and I feel like you're right. We all go through that period, especially those first few weeks, you know, or first couple months. It's like, it's just, it's, you just don't know which end is up and it is your hormones a lot of the time, but it's like, yeah, you need that support to kind of figure out what is particularly as a first time mom, like not mm-hmm. really knowing what the hell is going on, you know? And we don't, you know, the second, my second baby Lennon, I, I mean, I decided to have all the help I could possibly have. And it was a completely different experience. It was magical. Mm -hmm. My first was horrible. It was so horrible. I never, I've had had such PTSD, although my second baby almost um, healed my first experience Mm -hmm. because my first experience was so bad that now I'm like, Oh, I can see how this postpartum can be a magical phase. 
but not without help and education. And the thing is like that stuff's expensive. It's like just paying for someone to help me learn how to breastfeed costs a fortune and buying the right vitamins for postpartum costs a fortune and getting meals costs a fortune. And it should be accessible to everyone so that they're not feeling like that. Yeah. We definitely need changes. I know in this country, you know, to support new moms like that, because right now there's not a lot. And I feel like a lot of times it's just paying out of pocket, you know, and it's, it is so expensive. Like, so what do moms do that are trying to budget and maybe even have other kids that are trying to raise and, you know, and working and everything else. It's like something needs to be done for these moms, you know? I don't know. I think just human, like human rights, like it should just be it's just like vitamins should just be accessible. Like postpartum vitamins should just be accessible. Once you go home, the hospital should give you 20 packs of postpartum, which is like amigas for your brain and your, you know, uh, magnesium for your sleep and D vitamins for depression and probiotics for your stomach after you've gone through hell giving birth. Like this stuff is so expensive and it sounds silly to go vitamins, but they are, they're so expensive. I know that buying just COVID vitamins for Sean costs us a fortune. Oh yeah. Stuff should just like go with you home. You know, it should be much easier. What do they do in Australia when women, you know, after they give birth, is there like a time period that look, I know that there's, it's a huge difference. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it wrong, but I do think it's six months paid leave. I think maybe it's a year. Mm. I'm not sure, but I think it's six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get, uh, someone comes over, I think, and teaches you how to breastfeed and helps you with the baby <laughs> all <Wow>. free. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, it's like night and day, you know, it's like night and day. Oh, sounds like a dream. Should we all watch anything? Australia? I know you should <laughs> you watch anything good on TV to make you like feel better about the situation we're in. <laughs> so we just, well, I don't know if it made, made me feel better about the situation, but we <laughs> yeah. watched that movie called Little Things. Little Things. Same, last night. Yeah, yeah, we watched it Saturday. Last night, um, I thought it was a little contrived. I thought mm. that, I don't want to give it away. I thought that the Remy Malik character. Uh-huh there should have been more, um, I don't want to give the movie away. There should have been more scenes that showed that he was kind of not mentally. Okay. Right. I think for him to have made some of the decisions he made, Mm -hmm. he didn't seem like he was that tortured. Right. Right. I get. I feel like he should have been more tortured so that, and I don't want to give this away, but it's like, um, so how do I say this without giving it away? So when he decided to go on a drive, right. if you've watched it, you'll understand. When he decided to go on that drive, it would have made more sense because there's no way if you weren't that tortured that you would have gone on that drive. Right. There's no that's, way. That's the thing. And also you wouldn't have like started doing the thing with the shovel thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to give it away. Yeah, and not and not be looking at your protection around you. Like you wouldn't be doing yeah. that as 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 somebody who's a copper detective unless you were so tortured that you couldn't see straight. Yeah, I agree. I think that that was, that we, that was weird. As soon as the drive happened and then everything going forward, it became a little confusing as to like, first, why would he take that drive? And then like, yeah. And then everything that happened after. So I agree with that. I will say Jared Leto was very creepy in the film. He He's played always a, creepy. Yeah. He can do a villain so well. Can't he? He's just like, he was having fun. That's the yeah. best part of watching that movie. Yeah. He, yeah. he is really a really good actor. I mean, he, and he well-deserved, you know, the, mm-hmm. the praise and everything that he's gotten, but he really, 
he did well in that, um, in that role. Cause you're right. I think he really enjoyed it. It came through, yeah. you know, and it's like three Oscar winners in one movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, it's a big cast. I mean, yeah. it's a really big cast. What did you think about Denzel? I mean, Denzel's Denzel. Mm-hmm. I said to Sean, like Denzel could read the phone book and he'd be amazing. There's just yeah. something about him that is just special. I don't know if he's, I, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is, has he done like real character characters or is he kind of a version of this with different circumstances? You know, I think he's done bo- some of both. I mean, okay. he definitely does, obviously, as we know, like the leading man a lot, like, but he does do a lot of character stuff too. And I think mm-hmm. the more like, the more, I mean, he's great as the leading man, but then the more he also goes away from that and does like these kind of yeah. like, he's so good, right? He's so great. He's so. It was great. just so nice. Like we drank wine and ate takeout and, you know, I think it's just the little, it's the little things, <laughs> yeah, uh, the quote little unquote, things. it's the little things in life right now, especially mm-hmm. during COVID that, you know, that make one happy. And so I just think everyone should just keep doing those little things. Yeah, that's that, true. It's like, those are the manageable things that you can do, right? It's like, right. like you're saying, get the takeout or drink some wine or, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day or, you know, get a massage or get a coffee, just time, enjoy, yeah, coffee. enjoy little things. Watch, watch a TV program with your kid, you know? Yeah. Sean said to me the other day, he was like, I said, we're not going to get takeout again. He said, Tamman, <laughs> it's the only thing we have to look forward to right now. <laughs> He's like, get the takeaway. It's the only thing we have. <laughs> the only thing. And I was like, okay, I'll get the takeaway. Probably DoorDash is like, I'm like, I don't want to spend any more money on DoorDash. And he's like, that's the only thing that we have pleasure I, from right now. So I was like, okay. Speaking of, all those companies are making, you know, a killing. Yeah. I thought about it the other day. I thought there's so many companies that are making so much money. And then oh. so many companies are making nothing. Like all the clubs. Think about the clubs. Oh, no. If you're a club owner, your clubs haven't been open in a year. I know. I know. Well, unless, I mean, I think maybe in some parts of the country, there's right. some, I don't know, clubs open, but other than that, right. It's like these pl- people are just suffering like business wise, you know, and like just with their livelihoods and even like trying to put food on the table, you know, candle manufacturers. Cause no one's buying candles to blow them out. I promise <laughs> you no one is breathing on anything. So if you have oh. any of those type things is yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, don't, don't hold it in. I know. No kids aren't getting like candles on their birthday cakes anymore. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, a different right. world. It's a different world. Well, it's nice to chat to you, Roxy Soxy. I know. It's so good to see you. I don't even think we're doing a podcast sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I get to chat to Roxy for an hour. Yeah. Bye, Sean. <laughs> it's like our escape. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, take the kids. I'm, we're recording a podcast. Wink, wink. <laughs> totally. Oh, wait, before I want to go, I um, wanted to say this thing because I wanted to see if you suffer from this too. Uh, but I, I was, I had all these auditions this weekend mm-hmm. and I was so nervous to do them. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when things really matter to you, like I almost get paralyzed to like do them. Does that so happen like, to you? Yeah. So like you get like so nervous and like worked up about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, but- I worked, I, it was 22 pages, one of the auditions and I, mm. I couldn't sleep the night before. And like, I was all sweaty that day. It was so silly. Cause it's like just a, it's a self tape. Right. But I felt so overwhelmed to do it. And then I did it and I feel like it was great. But like, why, why all the drama? You know what I mean? Like why all the stuff before it? I think it's because you care because I do get the same thing too. Like if I've had like for hosting or whatever, like a big audition or like a meeting with somebody that's like, 
I won't sleep the night before, you know, and you get like sweaty and sort of butterflies and you get really worked up. But I think, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think it shows that you care, you know, I just hate it. I hate it because it makes me aggressive and like, because I'm so freak, you know, I think it's also, I want to do, it's also when you know, you're going to, when you know what you're capable of Mm -hmm. and you feel like maybe you won't get there, you feel like you failed. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is, but it's also removing that like mental block and taking it out. Right. And I think like that could make things a lot easier, but I definitely have a problem doing it myself too. You know, it's like, I just think, I think in everybody, like even when I look at David um, or like other friends, like the way that I think everybody has that to some degree, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's Mm -hmm. something you really, really care about and it's like, you want to make a great impression, you want to do well. I think it's a natural response, you know? I just wish I could be more like my husband gets really excited by things. And like when he's having a phone call or a meeting, you know, he's gets so pumped about it. And I think people can tell in the room and that's why people, you know, want to make these movies. And I just wish I could channel those nerves into something else. So he doesn't get nervous. He doesn't get, I don't, he never gets nervous about anything. Oh, wow. I mean, he has other problems. (laughs) Does he have a good prescription to Xanax? Yeah, no, no, I wish, I wish. Um, No, he just doesn't get nervous about things. So maybe it's a good match. That is a good match. It's like the yin and the yang, you know? Yeah. I mean, he gets nervous about things that like, I don't get nervous about. Like if the kids, we don't have food in the house for the kids. You're like, I'm like, fine. they'll eat a frozen pizza. <laughs> He's like, we don't have enough like pasta sauce. I'm like, okay. then just give him an avocado and call it a day. <laughs> See the yin and the yang. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever. He went out to Trader Joe's this morning. Cause he's like, we have no food. Uh-uh. I'm like, it's okay. That's why you order it. Yes. You're like, it's a simple phone call, you know? Yeah. <laughs> order Amazon Prime and it's here by the end of the day. Done and done. Okay. Done and done. <laughs> oh, um, girl. Well, have a good rest of your week, Rox. Oh, thanks, honey. You too. Same place, same time next week. Same place, same time. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'll just pretend I'm doing a podcast exactly. tomorrow and tell my husband that we're back. We're banking them. <laughs> like you have to leave with the kids for at least two hours. Yeah. I'm like, this is a long podcast with a yeah. really important guest that is an expert. Expert in what? Just in, in things. In, a, expert, a life in expertise. <laughs> That's why like life coaches, I'm always like, what are they expert in? They're an expert in life. I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> okay if you say so because okay. we all know what the fuck we're doing <laughs> right. we're just Look, trying to survive yeah trying to wing it day by day hour wing by hour it. we are winging it girl well where can people find us roxy Soxy. oh well you can find us on women on top official on instagram and, and women on top podcast on facebook Woo! and don't forget to rate subscribe and comment oh yeah Mm-mm. this is the woman on top song for you it would be the worst <laughs> maybe we'll do the clubhouse let's do a clubhouse yes show. oh my god yeah come find us on clubhouse because we are there and tam and there's no social anxiety going to the clubhouse oh no i will be anxious don't worry <laughs> i'll be anxious on my bed but yeah. i'll still be anxious don't worry <laughs> I love it. Zoom hasn't made it go away. It's just made it like, I, it just makes me think like some, if I get really stressed, I'm like, I always tell myself, well, I could just like end it and be like, there was a problem. 
with because you can't do that in person. I'll just be like, there's a problem with the 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 internet. Yeah, I'll be like, like, I'm so sorry, I'll have to call you back tomorrow. <laughs> this I is the things it. that people think of. Right? Have, yeah. The escape hatch. The escape hatch. Yes, I'm always excited about that. Please yes, do. yes, it's good times. Don't worry, we'll play you with wine first. It'll be great. Okay, good. <laughs> And we, yeah, well, that's it, guys. And I am, and I am Tamin Sarsak. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, women on, on 